You're listening to Tremendous Leadership with Dr. Tracy Jones. Welcome to our Tremendous Leadership fans. It is time for the Tremendous Leadership Leaders on Leadership podcast, where we pull back the curtain on leadership and talk with leaders of all ages and stages about what it truly takes to pay the price of leadership. And today, I am so excited because my guests are Derek and Tavia Jackson. Let me tell you a little bit about these two. Derek and Tavia Jackson are happily married, love the Lord, and own Taste Buds Popcorn Concord in Concord, New York, Carolina. That is the trifecta. Happily married, loving the Lord, and popcorn. My favorite food, by the way, (laughs) more about that to come, okay? They have over a decade of experience in network marketing and leadership development. And also, Tavia is a veteran, and she has served in the United States Marine Corps. Respect, sister. I love that. (laughs) Hoorah. Hoorah. So, Derek and Tavia, welcome. Thank you for taking the time to share with our listeners today. Thank you so much for having us. We're absolutely honored to be here. Our pleasure. All right. Well, I always like to tell our listeners how we made this tremendous connection, and that is through Nikita Koloff. Many of our listeners know that. Nikita has been a longtime friend of mine, brother in Christ. He has been on the podcast himself, and we do a monthly Zoom call and have for about the last seven years. So Nikita introduced me. I think he had connected with you two and then reached out, and then we connected, and the rest is history. So folks, you just never know who you're going to get connected with. So do those follow-up calls with people. I can't encourage you enough. And before we get started, my father wrote a pamphlet called The Price of Leadership based on a speech that he gave probably 50 years ago. And he was all about leadership. And in it, he talks about the price of leadership, meaning that what you're going to have to pay as a price in order to be a true leader and not just a leader in name only. And Derek and Tavia, the first price that he said you have to pay is loneliness. And we've all heard that heavy is the head that wears the crown or it's lonely at the top. But could you share with our listeners what loneliness means to you and looks like as a leader? Sure. So with Taste Buds Popcorn Concord, we launched that business in the middle of the pandemic. And so dare I say it's loneliest at that point in time. We already knew entrepreneurship was a very lonely place. But that particular time, everyone was so isolated from one another. And so... When we have the tendency to lean into what everyone's not doing, that's usually where success is. It's outside of our comfort zone. So we've gotten really comfortable being uncomfortable. Uh, And so we decided to start a business with a lot of human interaction during a time when humans weren't (laughs) interacting. And there was a lot of ideas and great ways to make money over from friends. But let's take some action. And so we agreed in December of 2020 to launch our business during the middle of the pandemic. Lots of feelings associated with the uncertainty and the trepidation of, one, I don't have too many people to ask. Everyone I talk to about starting a business now is probably going to try to talk me out of it. So let's keep this one really close to the chest and only confide in people that understand our potential and, and what the calling on our life. And so it was a very, very lonely start, <laughs> definitely. There was funding available from the federal government, but we started the idea just after all that. So where it seemed like where we want small businesses to survive, we missed a lot of those windows. And so that was even lonelier from that regards. How did well, you come to popcorn? I absolutely love popcorn. Okay. And I used to send Derek all over to get popcorn or I would ship popcorn places. And one day 
I asked him to get popcorn for me. And, <laughs> and so he was driving probably about 45 minutes to an hour away to get popcorn. And he ran into a gentleman that said, hey, I want to talk to you guys about a possible opportunity. And Dare came home and he was so excited. And I said, babe, I'm sure that it's more work than whatever somebody just told you. So let's pray about this and make sure it's what we should be doing as a family right now. So at that time, we had three children. 10-year-old, a 7-year-old, and a 3-year-old. Well, no, sorry. Creed was eight months at the time. So Zoe was seven and Creed was eight months old. And so we were praying about it, fasting about it for a month. We asked our spiritual leaders and our pastors, can you pray with us and fast with us about this and let us know what you're hearing as well. And so one day Zoe came downstairs and she said, well, mommy, Creed was born, the eight-month-old Creed was born on National Popcorn Day. Well, first, how do you even know that? And two, let me Google it. <laughs> so I did that. And sure enough, Creed was born on January 19th. And I was in the hospital for three days in labor. And I winded up having him on that third day at one o'clock in the morning. I said, so you mean to tell me I was in the hospital all those days pushing because we were waiting for National Popcorn Day as a confirmation. <laughs> so it was so awesome. But everyone in our family loves popcorn. We've loved popcorn since we were kids. We have Christmas pictures holding the two gallon tins. So we have always loved popcorn. Well, and three days, think about the implications of three days. There's a lot of biblical things that were for three days before they were birthed. Oh, my goodness. Yes, that puts chills on my arms. (laughs) Yeah, well, you guys saying that put chills on my arms. Thank you for sharing that. And Derek, your comment about be careful who you tell your dream to and Mm -hmm. only tell it to the people that see your potential. Oh, man, because oh, more well-meaning friends and family members Even Disney, his closest friends are like, you're crazy. Don't do this. You got to be very discerning about this when you have the calling because people aren't going to see it. And Tavia, we'll talk at the end. Popcorn is my favorite. Yeah, I could eat popcorn morning. I could just live on. I just love it. So when I saw you were popcorn, I'm like, oh, man, that's just another thing. I love that. Okay, so we'll get back onto leadership because I'm excited about popcorn, too. But I love that that were you guys already employed elsewhere or running your own businesses? Absolutely. We are both employed at major banks. I also own two other businesses. One of them is doing makeup, like I do makeup for weddings, events, TV and film as well. And Derek had other adventures as well. So we definitely had multiple things going on. We also serve very, very involved in our church. I'm an elder at our church as well. Derek's a minister at our church. So we had many irons in the fire at the time as well. And did you then look at that timing other than the Lord laying it on your heart because the banks were still not as active or makeup or what made you then decide? Because you obviously have the entrepreneurial streak. What made you decide to go in that direction? Well, Derek and I have done businesses together since we graduated college. We went to Elon University, the Fighting Christians, which turned to the Phoenix out of the ashes. You know, everybody loves a good success story and an overcoming story. But right after college, it was Quick Star at the time. It wasn't Amway. It was Quick Star. I remember that. Charles was involved. Executive Books was involved in that. Oh, my gosh. You're taking me way back. Okay. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So we built that together. Mm -hmm. We were dating at the time. And so at first he was in the business and then he brought me in the business and then we got married. We combined our businesses together. And so we learned how to do business together with our temperaments, our strengths, our weaknesses, our love languages, our communication styles. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to do something else together. Yeah. 
And so we wanted to add more to our business acumen and what we're doing. And when the Lord dropped popcorn, I was thinking like brick and mortar, God, really? Can you just give me something where people just only get it online? Like, do I really have to go somewhere? Like, you realize the risk is higher with the real building. It just, and so of course his answer did not change. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. (laughs) But that's what we wanted to continue to do things together. Like I'm doing makeup. I do coaching now and things like that. But we wanted to make sure, of course, Derek supported me in everything I was doing, but we still wanted to do something. We were like a hundred percent together together. Well, and talking about loneliness, how beautiful that not only are you in the covenantal relationship of a marriage, but you have taken that to be business partners. So, you know, the cord of three strands is not easily broken. I mean, there's really power in that. And a lot of our guests that we have on here, they do have a spouse that either works closely with them. But you guys, I mean, I know there's still times of loneliness. We all go through them. But how beautiful that you really had a co-partner in life in all aspects. That is truly a gift. Absolutely. And and Tavia was one of those people I could confide in. We understood that the world was at such a lonely point that we could be a part of the solution. We can be a catalyst for bringing people back together. Now, if we're going to do that. We have to do something where there's nostalgia involved and family and freedom and fun and certain themes that just are prevalent through our culture. And popcorn was just a way to be able to do that. And so I knew she was going to bring her light and her smile and all that fun stuff to the equation. And when we put our heads together, nothing's impossible. I love that. All right. So loneliness. The next topic my father talked about was weariness. And boy, he said that a lot of times you're going to be working your fingers to the bone and you're going to be relying on people. Not everybody's doing what they need to be and it's going to fall on you. You're married. You're involved in your church and your community. You have children. How do you combat weariness? For myself, it's an understanding that you grow weary in well-doing. If you're not At some level of wariness, you're probably not doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're out of purpose, or at least that's how I interpret it. And so to be well-doing, there's doing involved. (laughs) And so we stay active. We stay participating in this thing called life. And so we've been a part of the 80-20 equation, the Pareto Principle, where 80% of the people do 20% of the work and the other 20% are doing 80% of the work. We've been there. And then even in that 20, there's a smaller percentage that are actually running with what we know. And so um, that was nothing unfamiliar to us. I feel like we've always gravitated and we've always been high level achievers, whether it be in church, whether it be in corporate America, whether it be in business for ourselves or even in relationships. So being able to go the extra mile because there's no traffic there, that's never been really an issue for us. But um, take out one speak to it. Well, I know for myself, even there's a book called Now Discover Your Strengths. And one of my top five are responsibility and relator. And one of Derek's is maximizer. And so we take responsibility for what we're involved in. And sometimes you do get tired. Like there, I remember one time shortly after having Creed and working and running multiple businesses, when I woke up, I was crying. I was crying because I was already tired. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, I had to come up with my plan and create my system so that I was able to function in a place of peace and not be exhausted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes weariness is a state of our mentality as well. 
Sometimes we are mentally tired and mentally exhausted. And so it's important to have self-care in place and systems and family and the communication. It's important to not carry it all and to communicate and to release some of those things. We journal. Our faith is so important to us. Being able to trust God Mm -hmm. in situations and having an optimistic outlook because we know it's not over until it's good. And he who began a good work in us will be faithful to complete it. And I don't want to look back over my life and look at the story and say, you whined to complain through the story, right. knowing that you were going to win instead of enjoying the journey and believing God and having faith and letting praise and honor and joy be your testimony. And I remember that in every situation and everything that happens, when I have to tell this story, am I going to be proud of it? When I have to tell this story, how am I going to feel? Yeah. I love it. And you have what we call Mike Etor. I interviewed him a couple of weeks ago. He retired from the Marines, a command master sergeant. And Tavia, he said in the Marines, we call it a bias for action, meaning we're just going to get whatever we say. And you guys are coded that way. But I love that you talked about another one of my favorite quotes is Lena Horn. It's not the load that breaks you down. It's the way you carry it. I mean, yes. life is tough. Think of what Jesus went through. But you offload, you get the right people. And if God called you to it, as you said, he's going to equip you And the more we grouse, we don't want to spend 40 years wandering around in circles. And that's what grouse will do to you. You'll carry that weariness on the inside. We're all externally weary because we're mere flesh and blood and we're going to break down until we get our renewed bodies. But intrinsically, we still should be ready and just always looking to share that load. So, so beautifully put for both of you. Okay, loneliness, weariness. The next um, terminology my father talked about was a word called abandonment. Mm-hmm. And abandonment typically has a negative connotation, fear of abandonment. I'm in pet rescue, abandoning a dog. But his abandonment was that you need to focus on what you ought and need to do rather than what you like and want to do. And I can remember seeing my father, I was a teenager in high school, and he was so successful. And I remember he was just telling me, Tracy, you may think I'm successful. He goes, but I do more in a single day to contribute to my failure than my success. And his point was, if you're not meticulous about expunging and staying focused on the best value added, your best and highest for God, boy, we can get do a lot of rabbit trails. So with all these things on your plates, okay, because entrepreneurs by nature and people that are gifted tend to carry a lot of different things because they're always in different zones of gifting. How do you stay focused on what you need to stay focused on? For myself, I would say... One, I had to realize that I was willing to do what most people weren't willing to do for a certain amount of time so that we can live a life like no other. I don't believe that this thing called life is a dress rehearsal. I feel like we get one major shot at it. There's lots of grace inside of there so you can make mistakes along the way. But ultimately, we want to use our life so the use of our life outlives our life. We do everything with the X factor involved, which means we're developing a legacy. We want to have our name spoken well of. Uh, We want to be good glory carriers for the Father. And so being able to abandon some of the things that my friends were doing or that weren't leading necessarily to success, they were just just topical self-care. And the way I like to look at self-care, it's not bath bombs and back massages. It's more creating a life that you no longer long to escape from. 
And so we try to have viable feedback loops from one another that, no, we're not doing what everyone else is doing. And we'd love to. I'm sure it's going to be a lot of fun, but it's maybe not the wisest financial decision for our household right now. It's maybe not the right thing for where we're going and what our calling is. And so we have to paddle our own canoe. We have to run our own race. So cultivating a thought life around. And for myself, we definitely set goals and we set measurable goals as well. And I have a background in project management. So a background in project management, I'm also a certified scrum master. So in agile and in scrum, we do two week sprints. So it's very easy for me to set a goal and say, okay, this is what we need to do. These are the productivity goals that need to happen and continue to monitor it daily to make sure that it happens. I think sometimes we are not focused because the goal is not in front of us and the vision is not in front of us. Maybe we did not write it down. Maybe we wrote it down high level, but we didn't flesh it out to all the pieces of the goal and everything that you need to do. Sometimes we may have a team goal and not make a specific goal for ourselves, realizing that there's so many variables that can impact that goal. We also have mentors and coaches in place that help with that clarification and accountability. And for Derek, I know one day he taught me to give the gift of no. Like sometimes the abandonment is, I'm not going to do that. And to walk in your power in it, it's not that I can't. I used to say, oh, I can't. No, I can, but I'm not. And just understanding the reality of that in a kind way, but staying focused. And for me, I had to grow from being a people pleaser. But when I looked at it spiritually, My steps are ordered by the Lord. If I'm not being obedient to where God wants me to be and who he's calling me to interact with at a time, I'm missing things, valuable things that I could be doing for the kingdom and for other people to assist. And so it's not about the person who really wanted me to do something that I had to say no to. Ultimately, am I pleasing the father? Am I pleasing my heavenly father and what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis? And if he gave us a vision, am I also pleasing him by following through to bring that to pass? And so we also decided to be positive about our choices and our word choices. So there are times when you would say in a more so a victim mentality, oh man, I'm not going to be able to do that. Or someone invite somebody somewhere, invite us somewhere. I can't do that. Well, no, I get to do everything that I am doing because I'm in purpose. So it's not, oh, I can't. Oh, actually I get to do so-and-so today. And so it's the mentality of making a positive word choice about the price that you're paying. Mm -hmm. I am doing this. Today, I'm going to do this. I get to do X, Y, and Z as opposed to the negative or the sad words that we may say sometimes in that. And lastly, I just want to say that when it comes to staying focused, sometimes our brain does go different places. And we have social media. Some people may not use it as often as others, but there are phone calls, TV, many things that are screaming for our attention daily, even our own thoughts. And when it comes to our own thoughts, I always say, you can't interrupt the thought with the thought. You have to speak out loud and change the course. Mm-hmm. The simple example of if I told Derek to count to 10 right now, go ahead, count to 10. Okay. One, two. What's your name? Derek. So he had to stop counting to say his name. And when we're thinking thoughts, when you start to speak out loud, you have to stop thinking what you used to be thinking to say something else out loud. Same thing with songs that get stuck in our head. Okay. This crazy song I don't really like. I heard somewhere, got stuck in my head. Some I'm walking through the grocery store, this random music they're playing is stuck in my head. This is not what I want to say. It's not what I pronounce. It's not what I want to think. 
What do I do? Guess what? I pick a different song to sing and I sing it out loud. <laughs> and so just making sure we do the simple things to keep our brain on track and going where we want it to go and then reprogramming our subconscious mind to do the same thing. Well, you mentioned the words in purpose and a lot of people are like, we need to be on purpose, but in purpose, what's the one thing? We all have the same 24 hours in every day. I even saw a mug on Amazon that says you have the same 24 hours in a day as Beyonce. Okay. And I was like busting up. <laughs> and what that means is, and people are like, uh, uh-huh. and I go, uh-huh. Time is the great equalizer. It's what you do in those moments. And I love how you said, well, not just on purpose, but in purpose every day and every way, like your billable hours, like you're a lawyer. And at the mm-hmm. end of the day, you go to God and say, here you go, Lord. Uh-oh. I spent an hour just dorking around that wasn't really in productive rest. It was just wasted. And so I just, I love love that you said that. I'll tell you what, if we weren't recording, I would just stop recording and like shout and run around the room. You guys, what you're (laughs) saying is so exciting, but I have to, because we're supposed to, you know, we got to finish this recording, but I'll tell you what, I know our listeners, what you're saying. I mean, I wrote like, I already have like 50 book titles for you guys. I mean, I cannot even get over the wisdom and your giftedness in sharing it. So thank you. And you mentioned the V word, vision, Tavia, when you were answering. I think Derek, you did too. Let's talk vision. And a lot of people are like, well, I'm not particularly visionary, but my father said vision is really seeing what needs to be done and then doing it, the plan Mm -hmm. of attack. So how do you craft your vision? I know you've talked about the calling for the Lord, getting the right help, but how are you even where you're at now with everything going on? How do you craft what's next? Because leadership is all about the idealized, vision of the future. Absolutely. So the first thing we focus on is clarity of vision because I'm an ideation type person. So ideas come very fluently and they're almost like red bouncy balls to a puppy. They're like, I can do that. I'm very capable. I can do that. Oh oh my goodness. So it's (laughs) everything I could be productive in, but it's not necessarily in purpose. So that helps to prioritize so that we're not serial entrepreneurs, but everything's feeding a common purpose. And we stay locked into people who know. (laughs) People who know, because I may know how to do a particular task, but that person can see it from a a different vantage point. Uh, Whereas the thing that's closest to me may be the most pertinent thing at that particular moment, but being able to step back a little bit and say, okay, well, we know that Without vision, people perish. And as soon as you get a vision, you stop perishing. As soon as you get a vision, you stop perishing. Well, that's a very comforting thought. But if I'm capable of a lot of things, I'm blessed to do a lot of things, but I can't do everything. Mm -hmm. And so the vision has to align with our priorities as well. So there are certain non-negotiables inside of there. And our marriage is number one, our family, number two. So we're God, family, business, country, like it's certain things that are very, very paramount to our decision-making and the process. Absolutely. Well, you talked, you hit on the purpose, the underlying foundation of values for your vision. And so you hit on the family. Once you lay that foundation. Charles always said there's three decisions, only three decisions in life. Who you're going to live your life with, what are you Mm going to live your life in, and who you're going to live it for. Once Mm -hmm. you lay those down, we have a tremendous amount of latitude in Christ to do different things, but that core foundation. So leadership is all about values and everything in your life, as long as it's... Because you guys, I'd love to unpack when you said everything comes back to the common purpose. 
Can you unpack that? Because that's kind of the core of what life management services. There's a lot of different things I'm involved in, but everything over under, overarching goes back to helping people liberate the, realize the image of Christ that they have, and therefore they can yeah, do anything. Yeah. How do you guys thread that back? Because I know a lot of our listeners out there, very talented. They have that puppyish entrepreneurial spirit too. How do you thread it back? Could you help us with some of that? Um, a lot of times people make mission statements for companies and organizations. We made one for our family. And we also made like a family crest for what we represent. Who are we in the world? What is our shield? What do we carry with us? A couple of things. I won't give you the whole, because it's a lot, because we're called to a lot. But one of the things is to set the captives free. Yes. And to be a free family backed up by free family backed up by free family. And everything that we've done, it's been bigger than us. And so when you build something that's bigger than you, is it scary? Absolutely. But there becomes a sense of obligation to make it happen. Because if not us, then who? If not now, then when? Um, So yeah, that's what I would say. And I agree 100%. One of the scripture that resonates is the scripture that says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of our Lord. And in every situation that we encounter, every business, everything we're doing, it's an opportunity to utilize the spirit of Christ and the same power that rose Jesus from the dead that lives in us to give life, to set people free, to heal the brokenhearted. Every employee we interact with, every business we come in contact with, we want our spirit to resonate to come in contact with people that brings healing, that brings joy. There are so many people that have come in our popcorn store and we have hugged and cried and shared God and they have shared their stories. We have veterans that have come in and told us what they experienced in their duty stations and overseas. And I was in Operation Iraqi Freedom too. And some have come in and shared about those experiences, shared about being in Beirut or being in the wars and to be able to hear people's stories and to connect with them and to share the love of Christ, the word of Christ, and the wisdom that God gives us in those encounters will continually make it never about us and always about him. And every time we have the opportunity to share, we want to push people closer to Christ. And when we started this business, I said, babe, I'm sure popcorn is not the end all be all, but every vehicle and every venture God gives us is to give him glory mm-hmm. in this time and in this season. And there are people that are connected to popcorn that need Jesus. <laughs> there are, <laughs> and so we just thank God every day that he's utilized a venue and a product to give his name glory and to give us the opportunity to make him famous. Popcorn is still created by God. He created us who made the popcorn and then he created the land in one of the days of Genesis. So it's everything is his and you're bringing glory to it. I mean, that's just like song or whatever. I love that you use that and you're sharing that. And you said you're living it, that everything you do is you're showing up for it in purpose, living it. It's a very present thing. So there's the doing going on, but you actually are manifesting or resonating. And when you're anointed, you don't have to announce yourself. 
it comes from within. It shines. We know that's the Holy Spirit shining from within. So just such a blessing. I know you're just going to bless so many of our listeners out there and be so encouraged because the devil loves to get us. Well, are you doing enough? Why aren't you successful enough? And you're like, no, no. You have to just be in that moment and live every day. God takes care of the rest. He'll bring you who needs to come into that store and tell you that story. So yes. And and one thing I understand is that we give out of our abundance. Yes. Um, If we're living in lack, then there's only so much we can give. The more prosperous we are, when there's nothing missing and nothing broken, we can make real change, lasting change, and create other change makers that can make more change. So I just look at it like we are vessels, and Tavia is saying we're, we're vessels to be used. And so what we put in our vessel is ultimately what we're pouring out because we're blessed to be a blessing. And Dr. Tracy, it has been definitely, we've experienced many hurdles along the way. Mm -hmm. Some years ago, the doctors diagnosed me with multiple sclerosis. It's Mm -hmm. incurable degenerative. And there were days where I would get up to do almost every time. So I preach at church. Almost every time it was time for me to preach at church, my arm would go numb and it would just go heavy. My vision went out like I couldn't see more than two inches in front of me. Like things were just happening back to back to back. And my cousin also experiences MS and she's paralyzed. And I laughed at the devil. I said, the one thing that I do see every day, I helped, we're caretakers for her. The one thing I see every day is what you wanted to bring in my life to bring fear. And I said, if this is a package that came to my door, I'm returning it to the sender. And the vision that we have for our family gave me the strength to call down fire, heaven, and the gift of healing that God put in our lives to not be debilitated or restricted by what a doctor said that I don't receive and manifested through the word, through other people praying. I know our pastors pray. The young lady prophetess vowed, laid hands on me. But the healing power of God is true and is evident. Different things that have happened to both of us. We didn't take those diagnoses and say, woe is me. I guess I can't do this anymore. I guess this is over. No, we fight back. I put scriptures all over my house. I believe the report of the Lord that I am healed. I am not going to take this in and process it in my body and allow it to be true because we know the power of our mind. Mm -hmm. We know the power of our God. And it comes a time in our life when we have to fight back. And we refuse to give the enemy the victory because we have vision. Said, Lord, you already told me what our family is supposed to do. And me being sick doesn't line up with your word and it doesn't line up with the vision. So I refuse to lay down and accept this. And I feel like in that fight is where you produce the difference between what you know and what you believe. Yes. Because what I know is one thing, but I'm going to act according to my beliefs. And so that's when you hunker down and you figure out what you're really made of. That's the pressure cooker. And so I feel like life continually puts us through the pressure cooker, but we time and time again, figure out what we're really made of and what our God's really capable of. So we're just excited about the future. Right. What makes you pop in a good way? What makes you pop? (laughs) It doesn't make you explode. It makes you pop. And then you bring joy. And how beautiful that you went through that because people watch, especially Christians, they watch us all the time. They really watch us in our grief and when bad Mm -hmm. stuff happens. And that is the number one time to show your testimony. Because when you can show that you process this stuff and let people know, no, the victory is already mine. 
And Mm -hmm. if not a medical healing, if not a miraculous healing, we still have the eternal healing. So we got that to look forward to. Mm -hmm. But how beautiful that you're able to just share that. And thank you for sharing that with our listeners too. But I also appreciate we all have the setbacks, but successful people, even though they probably have 10 bad things that happen for every one good, you hear about the good. And so I appreciate that you have really shared that the victor side of your journey, not the bad stuff, because we know that's there. And I appreciate you sharing that too, because that had to be, health is one of those things that really shakes you to the core. I mean, to think about Job and what he went through, losing everything and family, but then destroy his health and have him sitting there. It's just like, wow, what else can there be? So I really appreciate you sharing that, but also keeping it in the grand scheme of things. And it is a grand scheme, isn't it? Yes, it is. The glorious gift of the All right. So we talked about loneliness. We talked about weariness, abandonment and vision. Anything else leadership wise that we have not touched on that you would like to share with our listeners today? Um, well, we are Taste Buds Popcorn Concord. We do well over 200 flavors of pop. So I don't know if we got into all that, but we do over 200 flavors of popcorn. I know somebody's like, no, that's not possible. Yes, we do well over 200 flavors of popcorn. Everything from cookies and cream to cheddar jalapeno and everything in between. It goes crazy. But I would say that in our first year in business, we're blessed enough to forge a relationship with the Carolina Panthers down here in North Carolina, as well as the Charlotte Football Club, as well as a lot of other large, well-known corporate structures and entities, because we add more fun. We've done several celebrity golf tournaments, which is where we met Nikita and countless other athletes and things of that sort. But it's it's cool because we get to be ourselves there or, or we get to shine our light there in those venues. And so I would say that popcorn is a gift given in love. That's one thing I did not know. It's like an, it was an epiphany for me. You can get a lot of different gifts and things of that sort. But when someone gives you popcorn, they love you. You know, they may not say it a whole bunch, but as far as love languages go, I think Number six is I was just going to say that. Maybe I was going to say my love language is popcorn. (laughs) All is forgiven. You bring me popcorn. Forget diamonds. You bring me popcorn. (laughs) I will follow you wherever. And, you know, we're going to be doing in heaven what we did on earth. And so I can't wait. 200 flavors here. You're going to have 200 zillion in heaven. I can't wait. (laughs) And for, for leadership, for me, I believe that It's important to take away those limiting beliefs that stop us from moving forward. There are so many people that their businesses inside of you, their books inside of you, and you've heard this voice that said, oh, you're too old, or did you forget about this? Or all these little things, oh, will people really read it? Will somebody find out about you? These little tiny limiting beliefs that have been planted in our brain. One of the things we know is that when you stop learning, you start decaying. We have to continue learning, but we also have to continue reprogramming our brain. Mm -hmm. And it's important for each and every listener and viewer and entrepreneur and network marketer and veteran to think about your subconscious mind and programming and continue to purposely reprogram it daily. Reprogram what you think about creating financial prosperity. Reprogram what you think about your health and your wellness. Reprogram what you think about your own personal success and your self-esteem. And those things don't come hazardly. We have to be intentional about programming our mind and our brain to live life abundantly and the way God said we should. We hear all these other things on the news. We live in a fear society. Like, oh, we don't watch the news often. If something happens, my family knows. If I really need to know, call me. (laughs) because we don't want to subscribe to that. Right. But 
ultimately remembering all of those things that you were listening to, that we were listening to were subconsciously programming our mind. Right. And then we wonder why something is a good idea when we wrote it down, but we just can't seem to move forward to be motivated to do it. Like, I know I should do it. I know why I should do it. I know why it's important, but I just can't seem to get going. Mm-hmm. And whenever that happens, it usually comes down to our subconscious programming. And knowing that the program is there is not enough. We have to actively reprogram our brain with the right thinking to move forward, to be successful, to believe in ourselves, to walk in what God called us to do, to utilize the leadership abilities and to carry out every vehicle he's given us to lead in with those abilities. Right. As the Apostle Paul said in Romans 12 too. Don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing renewing of your mind. Renewing of your mind. And if Paul did it, I mean, I read the New Testament with his epistles and I'm like, every day, every word, he was so focused and intentional about, I was there, but now I'm here. And if Paul had to do it every day when he was in like the third heaven, I mean, he kind of had some major inspiration. Look at what we have to do and Mm -hmm. just be just as intentional with that mind. It's not one and done every day. Okay, Derek and Tavia, where is the best way for people to get a hold of you? I'll have your links to the website so people can get popcorn. But what's the best way that, that our listeners can connect with you? Because I know they're going to want to. All right. So if you want to start with some of those 200 plus flavors of popcorn, <laughs> banana pudding, white chocolate birthday cake, jalapeno ranch, hot Cheetos, kettle corn. If you want to start with some of those, you're going to go to tastebudsconcord.com. That's T-A-S-T-E-B-U-D-S concord.com. We're on social media. We're on basically every platform that's out there. It's going to be at Taste Buds Popcorn Concord. We're even on LinkedIn. We have a pretty thriving page that's fun to watch because we bring the fun everywhere we go. So I would definitely say those would be some of the most premier ways to get a hold of us. Yes. And you can also email us at popcorn at tastebudsconcord.com. We would love to hear from you. We would love to hear your thoughts. We would love to hear how this may have impacted you and anything else you'd like to share with us. I love it. Yeah. So our listeners out there, you make sure and you stay in touch with them. So do you do specialty flavors too? If somebody had an idea one, could they create one of their own? Absolutely. Matter of fact, oh, well, we started recently on Mix It Up Monday just to have a really tangible interaction with our uh, popcorn patrons. We call them pop stars. Um, <laughs> and Mix It Up Monday, you're allowed to mix different flavors inside of the same container. And if your flavor is good enough, then it may become official flavors. Oh my goodness. And we'll name it after whatever you want to name it. Yes, and we do baby showers and weddings and corporate events. So a lot of companies will say, well, can you do my company colors and things yes. like that? But we also create them for various events and occasions. Absolutely. I can't believe it. Okay, well, thank you guys so much. Derek and Tavia, I just thank you for sharing. You're such an inspiration, such an encouragement. Thank you for just utilizing all the talents that God has given you and for glorifying him and raising your sweet little babies. Like you said, your success is somebody else's miracle. And I love that you are just continuing to bless others through your state and pushing through. And thank you for just sharing with our listeners. Absolutely. Thank you, Dr. Tracy. I look forward to many more connections with you. I know we'll have many more of them. And when I get down to North Carolina, you get up to Pennsylvania and to our tremendous listeners out there. I want to thank you so much for being a part of our tremendous tribe. And if you like what you heard, please hit the subscribe button and do us the honor of a review. A five-star review would be just tremendous and share this with others so they can be on the Tremendous Leadership website and hear great ways to encourage others. And again, just keep on paying the price of leadership 
and have a tremendous rest of the day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Tremendous Leadership with Dr. Tracy Jones. Find out more about Dr. Jones at www.tremendousleadership.com. If you've been ignited by something you heard in this episode, let us know by leaving a review for Tremendous Leadership wherever you listen to podcasts or by sending us a message through www.tremendousleadership.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.